Hey, I'm Ben Silverio. I'm Aaron Klein. And I'm Ansel Birch, your host in post. And, and it's time to party. We are not doctors. We don't give medical advice. Please drink responsibly. This episode was recorded on April 3rd, 2021. Increasing levels of fireworks. <laughs> the magic log. Uh, love a magic science log. <laughs> Oh, hello, everybody, and welcome to Time to Party. This is our first episode where we will be creating a drinking and smoking game for a movie we watched. Ben, what movie did we watch? We are talking about the 1990 beloved threequel? Threequel, yeah. Yeah, threequel. Yeah. Back to the Future Part 3. Pews. Pew. Pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. Very excited pews. So I excited. love these movies. Yes. <laughs> so good. They're so good. Uh, we talked in our very first episode about how Ben and I met really and became friends because I was on his podcast talking about Back to the Future. Like this was the seed of our friendship was the Back to the Future franchise. And so I'm very excited to talk about this movie. Yes. And if uh, for some reason you don't know what movie we're talking about, IMDb tells us. Stranded in 1955, Marty McFly learns about the death of Doc Brown in 1885 and must travel back in time to save him. With no fuel readily available for the DeLorean, the two must figure out how to escape the Old West before Emmett is murdered. Murder! Murdered! Ugh, it's so good. It's such a good movie. Okay, Ben. Tell me and the audience your history with Back to the Future before we oh. get into the drinking and smoking. Let's talk a little about our our connections to this franchise and why specifically we picked the third one. Okay. So, um, as a kid, I remember watching Back to the Future and like being absolutely drawn in to like the whole thing. The DeLorean, the time travel, the the future, the back, you know, all of it. I was into everything. Um, but then, when I started going to theme parks, uh, the Back to the Future ride at Universal Studios became my absolute favorite thing. Uh, I loved it. I don't know. Just, like, the whole idea of being in a movie, like, the whole idea of, uh, of Universal Studios was to ride the movies. Mm -hmm. And, like, Back to the Future, the ride was the best example of it. Um... I don't want to talk too much about the ride because I will be doing that later in some ah, capacity. Oh, uh, man. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I have an idea of what edutainment just might be. <laughs> I'm so excited. So stay tuned for that. But, like, Back to the Future has always been, like, a, a hallmark movie of my life. You know, like, I remember it being such a, such a milestone in my professional career when I got to interview Robert Zemeckis and Tom Wilson and talk to them both about Back to the Future a little bit. Like, it, like made my life. Like, if I ever get to meet Christopher Lloyd, I think I would fucking lose it. But Oh, yeah. It's, it's just been so ingrained and intertwined into my life that Back to the Future is a part of me. And it's a part of us now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is. <laughs> it is. 
Japan. I love these movies so much. Which which one is your favorite of the three? I think my favorite is part two, but I think the best one is the first one. My favorite is also two. We'll talk a little bit more about this in the second episode when we delve a little deeper into the movie. But I, I also thought the first one was the best one for a long time. And I might uh, have changed my mind. I, it might be the oh. third one. I think it might actually wow. be. Yeah. I think this one's my favorite. I, this one was my mom's really? favorite when I was a kid. And I never really understood why. And I feel like now as an adult, I really get it. Like, I, I think that, I mean, this movie is about finding yourself and your like internal life in places you didn't necessarily anticipate that. For Doc especially, which we haven't really gotten to see. And he is essentially the adult in these movies. I mean, essentially, he is. He Like, Marty's like an actual child. He's only like 17. And so, like, this is the only real one that deals with being an adult and having to make, like, really adult choices about, like, love and what that means and what you're willing to sacrifice for it. Like, as a kid, I just didn't get that. And yep. But for the series as a whole... These were the movies that my mom played for me when I was sick. And so they became like comfort food for me as a kid. I had them on VHS and I would wind them to the places that they were supposed to be. And then I would just watch all three in a row. Like they are still the movies I watch when I'm sick. I had to take a sick day this last week before we recorded this episode. And I watched Back to the Future 3 and was like, yeah, this is this is how this is supposed to go. Like these are these movies are like a balm. They're they're so comforting. There's lots of things about them that just held up very well and the third one, I don't even like Westerns. I'm not a Western person and I love this movie. Like this is, it's such a great example of a Western that's also told with people that like, this is not a Western cast. This yep. is not produced or shot like a real Western, but they nail the heart of a Western in a way that I find just really delightful. So I'm really glad we picked this one. Yeah. And we saved it as a treat for our final month for season one, mm -hmm. just because even though we did rewatch it, we didn't have to. No, all three of us <laughs> could have done this cold. Like, we did not need to rewatch this movie. How many times do you think you've seen this movie? Oh, so I've probably seen one and two more. Mm -hmm. um, but I, it's probably well into the double digits at this point oh yeah well well into <laughs> yeah if i had to make a conservative yeah. estimate i i would say i've probably seen these movies close to 50 times like a lot wow. a lot well they were the only movies i watched as a kid when i was sick so every mm. time we were sick like if you were sick for three days you watched these movies three times like that that was just what it was like when I was a kid. That that is what you did. It was you were, had your sick day. You had your giant jug of water that you were supposed to drink like six different times throughout the day. My mom would refill them for us. We were quarantined, so you couldn't be around the rest of the house. But then you got like the basement living room area to watch Back to the Future over and over. So the I I have seen these a lot, a lot, a lot. I also have a Back to the Future tattoo. I have a tattoo of a flux capacitor. I love these movies. <laughs> They're so good. Uh I wanted to convert my car into like a DeLorean-esque time machine looking thing. Uh, but I, my, my dad ended up trading that car. So, oh. uh, but I was going to do it in a Ford fusion. So like, oh. it was like the DeLorean color, but I wanted DeLorean doors and I wanted to put a, a flux capacitor in the back and it would have been awesome. Oh, they're so fun. Well, that's extra brilliant because you're halfway to it being a Mr. Fusion already. You just need a little decal that says Mr. Yeah. Exactly. 
the whole car is Mr. Fusion at that point. Exactly. You can just name the car Mr. Fusion. <laughs> this is my ode to the DeLorean. Mr. Fusion. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> God, I wish I thought of that. I named that car Felicia. <laughs> are they still making Ford Fusions? They are. I feel like there's still an opportunity They're... there. What? When I suddenly make it rich. Right. I enjoy that your idea of making it rich is being able to buy another Ford Fusion. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a new one. It can be an old one. <laughs> That's how I'll know you've made it. <laughs> Show up with a slightly used Ford Fusion. Yes. Let's get into the drinking and smoking rules. How many do you have, Ben? Um, <laughs> What's your list look like? Because I characteristically have several. <laughs> okay. I have eight. Okay. Uh, which is... I only I have think, 11, so... I think that's the most rules I've ever had for a movie. I think you're right. Yeah, I, uh, I usually try to keep it between 3 and 5, and I just got a lot this time. <laughs> 3 to 5? I'm like, oh, I don't have 17 this time. <laughs> Didn't put in a full effort. <laughs> so, with these drinking and smoking rules... Don't do all of them. Don't, we're, as we said at the top, we're not doctors. But even if we weren't, we don't recommend that. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> the way that you should be playing this is picking a couple that speak to you or ones that are tied to pieces of this movie that you like. Or if you've never seen this movie and you're just watching it for the first time, fucking congratulations. And for those ones, just pick whichever ones sound fun. You're like, what's that? I don't know about that. Cool. I'm doing that one. Like, there are a couple. So... Play responsibly, obviously. Yes. Cobble these together at your own discretion. Don't feel like you're pressured to use every single one of these rules. That exactly. would be wild. Don't do that. Yeah, if you're Cannot playing, that's a... enough. Do not do that. <laughs> right. If you're playing with a group of people, you can each pick one and be in charge of that one, and mm -hmm. that'll be that'll be more than enough. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There are a couple of these that you can just do one, <laughs> and that's fine. Yep. So, be for example, for my first <laughs> rule. Yeah. <laughs> my first rule is drink every time someone says Eastwood. Oh my god. Oh, Do happens you a lot. want to die? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. That is a beer rule for That is sure. a beer rule, yes. Take a yeah. take a sip. Yeah. Take a a measured sip every time you hear the word Eastwood. Damn, that's a lot. <laughs> Start off with a bang, you know? Speaking of starting off from a bang, I have a good at the beginning rule as a smoking rule right at the beginning. First thing you're going to do, you see Emmett, you're like, oh man, he's doing the thing. There's the clock. What's going on? The second that Marty runs up and says, I'm back, back from the future, start a blunt. <laughs> That's the perfect <laughs> moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's coming. You know you're about to get a small recap. You know you're about to learn about the rest of this film. Now is the time to start that plot because you are in for a good ride going forward. <laughs> yes. Here's your streaks of fire. Here's Marty in the leather jacket. Doc looks like he's having an aneurysm. Boom. Time for a blunt. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> I just sent you back to the future. I'm back, Doc. I'm back from the from future. From the future. From the future. <laughs> Let's do some dabs. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to do dabs when he says, I'm back from the future, I highly encourage that. Oh, man. You'll be set for the rest of the movie. You really will. My second rule happens a lot at the top, but not so much as you go along. Uh, so if you pick this one, just know that it happens a lot and then very little afterwards. This is a good combiner. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, take a drink every time you see a clock. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that does really pull back once they're in the old west and there's not like infrastructure. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But then you see the clock tower, and then mm-hmm. take a drink every time Doc says "Great Scott." Oh, it doesn't happen as much in this movie as you might think. It's much more in the first, especially the second one. Yes. But it it doesn't really happen that many times in this one. Doc is finding himself. He's like in his groove. He's like, I'm in love. My brain is all melty because of that. But also I'm in the old West and I can like shoot you from a mile away. Cause I have this space gun. I'm building refrigerators from scratch for no reason, but they're actually Rube Goldberg machines. He's cool. He doesn't say great Scott all that much anymore. Marty shows up and he says it. That's the other one. In addition to taking a drink, whenever Doc says great Scott, you should take a shot whenever anybody else says great Scott. That's just good for Ooh, all three of the movies. But this one. one, it only happens Ooh. once, so it's not that dangerous. In the second one, however, yes. <laughs> that would be a dangerous rule. <laughs> Correct. Um, I have a shot rule. Okay. T- take a shot for Einstein. Because he's adorable. Aww. That's a good one. I was trying to think of an Einstein rule and like couldn't really think of a good one, especially because Einstein is only in like a little bit of it. It's true. Which brings me to the question, what happened to Copernicus? He died. Doc yeah. is old as hell. <laughs> like, of course his dog died. They don't Aww. live to be like a hundred. Sorry, that's a harsh way to say that. But it's true. I mean, I assume that he lived a an unnaturally long life because Doc is Doc. But also, like, there's no way that that dog that was alive in the 50s was also alive in 1985. Like, that's just not going to happen. Aw. I know. Copernicus. Maybe Einstein is a clone of Copernicus. He was like, I just transferred everything over. We don't know. Doc is crazy. Because there's that moment when Marty is back from the future. And then he's like, Einstein. And he's like, that's your dog in the future, Doc. And then Doc is just like, for sad for a second. And he's like, oh. Yeah. I mean, I think that he makes that realization too. Like, oh, oh yeah. Duh. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I've had yeah. this dog for a while. Like, mm, yeah, that's probably an inevitability. Yeah. I guess I wasn't able to keep him alive forever. All right. Aww. New project. Well, <laughs> on to the. I do intend time travel. So, well, fuck it. And as much as I like Copernicus, uh, it's just, I don't know, seeing Einstein on that train at the end is just. I know. Like, it's Aww. real. He's a really cute dog. It's such a good choice. Take a hit whenever someone is someone else. So. An actor who's appeared at other points of this series now is appearing in the third movie as someone else. Take a hit every time that happens. It's a lot. There's a lot of them. (laughs) It's like the whole deal with these movies. Again, would be much more dangerous for the second movie, but like it happens a decent amount in this one. So I didn't want to make it a drinking rule, but take a hit every time you see someone as someone else. Another thing that happens at the beginning a couple of times and then like mellows through most of the movie as well. Yes. My Mm. favorite one is you're my, my who are you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I agree. (laughs) I love that gag. They're very good at repeater gags in these series. Like, Oh, yes. Just absolutely top level. They, and they work like every single time too. It's so good. These movies are so good. Take a drink. Every time someone makes fun of a McFly's hat or clothes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Seamus is such a good guy. I'll even give you a hat. He's so good. I know. Seamus is real good. Opposite end of that spectrum. Take a hit whenever Marty does something thoughtless or reckless. Can't do that as a drinking rule because you die. So only do it as a smoking rule. (laughs) 
I mean, sometimes I have to remember that Marty is like a high schooler and impulsive. Me too. It, it was like very uh, like clear this time watching it. Like, wow, he is a 17 year old. Like he is a child. Like it is. He's written very well. Like he plays 17. He's obviously not. Michael J. Fox is like in his 20s when this movie was made. But like. I believe that he is an idiot high schooler. Also, uh, we're going to talk about this a lot in the second episode. He's a dumb himbo, like a big (laughs) fucking himbo. It is. (laughs) It was just so stark to me this time. Like, yo, wow. Wow. You've got nothing going on in that pretty face, huh? That's that's real. That's a real shame. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That reminds me, uh, so I, my WWE Network subscription is now uh, expired, and now I have to migrate over to Peacock. So yesterday I spent a lot of my day re-watching stuff on the WWE Network that probably won't be up on Peacock for months. Mm-hmm. So I watched a lot of old NXT and like random tournaments and stuff. So naturally, I had to re-watch Kota Ibushi versus Cedric Alexander. And if we're talking about himbos, gotta bring up Kota Ibushi. Oh my god, king of the himbos. It's He just like <laughs> sucks the energy out of a room when he walks in and everyone's like, a himbo is present among us. Like, they, you can't help but notice it. <laughs> I don't know that Marty is quite those levels of himbo, but like, maybe. May, the man doesn't understand that gasoline doesn't exist in 1885. Like, oh he's, man. He's pretty dumb. <laughs> What a great moment. Oh my god, he's so stupid. <laughs> Marty's really dumb. <laughs> uh, I have a smoking rule. Yay! I don't usually I don't usually venture it that way, but yeah. uh, take a hit and then release the smoke slowly Ooh. when when you see Doc and Clara's train at the end. You know, like steam coming from the train. Uh, <laughs> give yourself a 4D experience. There you yeah, go. Exactly. You have to think four dimensionally. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of people explaining the fourth dimension, you should also take a hit whenever Doc has to explain something to Marty like he's an actual goldfish, and that includes every time that he tells him he has to think fourth dimensionally. <laughs> <laughs> He gets that from two docs, even. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's what made me think of it. I was like, man, both of these docs understand that this kid is real dumb. Really, <laughs> really dumb. I have another shot rule. Um, take a shot for Buford Tannen and the manure. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Just because that, that gag comes back. <laughs> you know, like, so, it's, so good. it's one of those gags that keeps coming back and it's still funny. They find a different way to do it in every movie and it works every single time. Like it they're these movies are so well written that even when they're repeating literally the same jokes over and over, they just work. Like they're just so good that it all works together. I like that one. That's a good one. Well, and this is the third of a three, right? So like this is comedy comes in threes. This is the payoff 
to the joke they have been building since the first right. run. Yeah. Like, how do we get... When it was already funny. And, like, how do we get this joke into this different universe and world? And it's, like, I feel like they did a really good job because, like, you're in the Old West. There's manure fucking everywhere. They already yes. make a manure joke at the very beginning where Marty steps in it. And so I felt like saving it until the end and doing it in this, like, really specific way, like, really worked. They, they did such a good job with it. I meant to look up whether the A. Jones manure is the same company throughout the series it is it is Mm -hmm. yeah fucking perfect i know (laughs) almost everything that they show is like that like the car dealerships are like that the mayors are like that they're all related like it's they do a really really good job of world building that i mean it makes sense if you write something that's written in 1985 and then you just go backwards like it's really easy to be like okay we got to make sure we include this and then it's like a familiar or a generational thing like it's just smart so smart. Such a good way to tell a story. Yes. We'll probably get into that more in yes. episode two. Yes, but, absolutely. But I speaking have a couple of, oh, oh, go sorry. Ahead. Speaking of Buford Mad Dog Tannen. Yes. I have a question for you, Aaron. Okay, I'm ready. Mary Peg Kill. Nineteen eighty five alternate Biff Tannen. Uh Griff Tannen from twenty fifteen. Oh god. And Wild uh and Mad Dog Buford Tannen. <sighs> Okay. Uh, kill alternate 1984 Biff Tannen. I mean, he's Trump. It's like yes. not even a loose allegory. That's like right. who it is. So just let's get rid of that. We'll just kill him off. Let's get rid of him and not think about him. Uh, my instinct is to peg Mad Dog, but I think that's incorrect. I actually think the right one to peg is the idiot in 2015 with all the weird gears and shit, because he's probably already modded up for that kind of stuff. I, I feel like he could probably take something being inserted in him uh, in a way that maybe Mad Dog couldn't. He has a mode for that already? Yeah, he's like super ready. 2015 Billy Zane was like, you know what you should upgrade with? You know what you should upgrade with? He was like, you got it. 2015 Billy Zane. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I'm going to marry Mad Dog. I think. Also, he'd never be around. He'd just be like, here's all this treasure I collected. Goodbye. And I'd be like, see you later. Slash never. I think Aaron would be an excellent bandit queen. Oh, like, absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> if I lived in the Wild West, oh man, <laughs> it'd be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I would have cut all of my hair off immediately and been like, guess what, everybody? <laughs> I'm a menace. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep, <laughs> that, that's a for real thing. <laughs> it's like you t- we're making the laws up as we go, and I've got a lot of ideas. Exactly, <laughs> I just roll into a town like, hey, everybody, who wants to have a good time? <laughs> Aaron just goes back to the Old West with a huge bag of weed. And- oh, absolutely. I'm like, all right, everybody, this land is mine. <laughs> you can come hang out with me anytime you want. <laughs> As you're pegging uh, Griff Tannen, I'm just picturing that uh, extendable bat. Yeah, like, exactly. Like I'm saying, he already has all these mods built in. I fully believe he's ready for this already, so I don't feel like it's a, a big jump. It's in his programming. Exactly. 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 We were alive in 2015. You know. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to steal the not your demographic gimmick. It's but. okay. 
I appreciate it being <laughs> cross podcasting. <laughs> we can cross those streams. It's okay. Uh, okay, I, I think it's a, your turn. Uh, I mean, bro love related, you know, like my podcast, me and love. I don't know. I was going to segue. It didn't work. Anyway, <laughs> you should finish your drink. <laughs> When Doc and Marty bro hug after he rescues him from being Aww. murdered by Biff Tannen or Mad Dog Tannen, whatever. I loved it. I thought it was so cute. I even drew a little heart next to my roll because I was Aww. like, "This is so cute." Aww, bros. Bros, they have so much bro love for each other. Do you have any other rules, Ben? I characteristically uh, have more. <laughs> um, I have two more. Okay. Um, the first one uh is another one that you should probably you know, be weary of doing if you pick a lot of rules. Uh, drink every time they talk about a blacksmith. Ooh, that's a lot. Mm. That is it's a lot. a lot, yes. It's not as much as Eastwood, but it's still a good amount. That makes sense. That no good blacksmith. <laughs> he owes me $80. Over a matter of $80? <laughs> You're early. <laughs> Two whole days to die. Oh god, I'm just quoting this movie now. <laughs> I love this movie so much. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've got another doc roll. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can. I made this into two, but you can combine these two into one. Uh, take a hit whenever Doc clearly does or did something to fuck with the timeline, despite constantly saying to other people not to do that. Shorter <laughs> rule and involved less in things he actually did. Take a hit every time Doc's a hypocrite. Because it happens a lot. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Watching it now, rewatching it, I was like, good lord, all you do is be a hypocrite. Especially when the mayor shows up and he's like, hey, remember how you were at the town meeting last week and you had said that you would rescue the, or you would meet this woman at the train station? Like... You didn't put that together? Like, maybe that was a bad idea? Like, you're just up in the town meeting for some reason? Whatever, Doc. Whatever. <laughs> 1885, Doc. Don't come back and save me. 1955, Doc. Okay, we'll go back and save you. <laughs> yeah, Doc understood. Doc from 1955 hadn't lived those 30 additional years and was like, I don't want to die. Fuck that. Yep. Go get him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And my last rule is a finish your drink rule. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, finish your drink when the DeLorean gets demolished by the train. Oh, that's a good oh. one. That's a good one. Yes. Gotta, gotta put the proper respect on the DeLorean, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have two more. Okay. Take a drink whenever Marty must prove that he's not a chicken, yellow, scared, etc., it doesn't happen as much in this movie as it does in the other movies, but it does happen like three or four times. So yes. I feel comfortable with that being a drinking rule. What and are I, you, Yella? Nobody calls me Yella. <laughs> was that ever that big of a deal? Was that ever that big of an insult that someone was like, you know what I gotta do? Die to prove that's not right. Like, that's... It was big in the spaghetti westerns. Mm, okay, that makes more sense. It's just so bizarre. Like, who cares? You're a coward. Okay, bye. <laughs> Deuces. I wish it. Is that code for smart enough not to get in a gunfight? Right, exactly. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm a coward. Fuck you. He's an asshole. Guess what I don't want? Bullets. <laughs> right? I don't want to have to fashion a fucking bulletproof out of a boilerplate. Not interested. I'm a coward. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah. And then my final rule, also a finisher drink rule. Finish your drink when Marty does not fall for the chicken shit. 
It's so <laughs> satisfying. It's so satisfying when he's like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not fucking doing this. Like, oh, it's so satisfying. At least someone learns from this experience. <laughs> the person who needed to. That's yeah. true. Arguably the person who this whole series is set up to teach a lesson does finally learn the lesson. Yes. I would absolutely watch a movie made now featuring grown up right now, Michael J. Fox teaching some other person not to be a dickhead in time travel. That's what the original concept for the fourth movie that was almost produced like 10 years ago. That was the concept was that Marty had become doc and would have some other, like I assume a girl probably be like the new Marty, which like, Honestly, if there was like a show like that, they did like a limited series, I would probably be into that. I think it would be kind of fun. Like, I don't think every series needs to be brought back and fucked with, but also like, they're all still alive. Mm -mm. All of these people are still around. It's not like it would have to be something fully separate from them. And so I wouldn't mind if all of them wanted to come back and do something too. I did enjoy the Doc Brown short, uh, Doc Brown Saves the World, that came out for the anniversary. That was included on the uh, DVD oh, yeah. and Blu-ray set because it was just Christopher Lloyd, you know, in his lab, you know, revisiting the Doc character and going back to like, oh, these items that we brought back from the future affected the timeline in these ways. Mm-hmm. How can I fix it? it was, it's a very small story, but tying all of that stuff together mm-hmm. was very cool. Oh, it's just such a good series. Which we will talk more about in it our is. next episode. Oh, hey, look at that segue. Yes. Woo! <laughs> well done. <laughs> Until next week when we will be talking about the movie and all of our feelings about it, as we've been doing in this episode, but more so. When we so go through like, our actual notes and talk about the movie. You know, that kind of stuff. We'll be doing that next week. And until then, you can find us on the internet. I'm at NYBUrgency on Instagram. I am at BSilverio20 on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Indecisionist on Twitter and at the Indecisionist on Instagram. Special thanks to April Moralba for our podcast art and to Marlon Longit of Marlon and the Shakes for our amazing theme song. This has been an Indecisionist production. You can interact with us using the hashtag Time2Party. That's time, the number two party. And oh. our dear friends in time, we'll see you in the next one. Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. I love these movies. <laughs>